You are listening to the Lima Community Church Podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. What a beautiful uh, service we've already had together. It's great to be with you all today. Thanks for being here. I, uh, I texted my family. My, my sister and her husband are on their way to uh, Kentucky. Uh, we're going to be on our way down there a little bit later today to celebrate Christmas with my family. So I texted them and said, hey, you know, on your, on your road trip, tune in, you know, see if you can find us on Facebook because I'm going to share some, uh, I'm going to share some Christmas memories. Thank you guys very much. I'm going to share some Christmas memories and, uh, you know, there, there might be some things that you enjoy and remember. And my sister said, are you going to share the memory of the year that the garbage disposal backed up in the shower and we had to wash dishes in the tub? And, uh. I said, no, I'm not going to share that one. And she said, what about the year that our great grandmother uh, dropped the turkey and scooped it up off the floor and put it back in the pan and said to my mom, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and I thought I wasn't really planning to share that one either. But uh, those are both a couple of good ones. So the, the one that I was planning to start with was um, I think that it was about 12 years ago. Braden uh, was five and Keaton would have just turned two. And we were in Kentucky where we'll be later today uh, for Christmas with my family. And Braden, the night before we were gonna open gifts, Braden came out with uh, a piece of paper and announced to the family, I have made a list of the order in which we will be opening presents tomorrow. <laughs> and we thought, well, this ought to be good. And he said, of course, uh, I will be first. So he was, he was going to be first. And uh, we're pretty sure, we, you know, all the rest of the order gets a little bit fuzzy. We think that Aunt Sis was second. That's my sister, the boy's aunt. And she's, you know, she had favored status. Uh, she was going to be second. We don't really know what else happened except that Keaton, the little brother, he was last on the list. And that was kind of, um, you know, that was kind of the order that Braden had planned out uh, all those years ago. So one of, my, one of my first Christmas memories is not one of my um, finest moments in life. Uh, I think I was probably about the age that Braden was for that story. I was probably five or six. And I remember sitting with our family in, uh, in my grandparents' house on Mount Savage Drive in Ashland, Kentucky, and we were ready to open gifts. We had the, the tree was there, it had all the presents under it, and we were ready. And, and as, a, as a kid, I was just excited. I'm sure a lot of you kids are excited today. You want me to just get done so you can get home and open those gifts. So, so uh, when it was time to start, I found a gift with my name on it, and I tore that thing open, and I checked it out, and then I threw it over my shoulder, and I found another gift with my name on it, and I tore that one open, and I, I checked it out. And this went on for a few minutes, until something very troubling happened. There were no more gifts with my name on them. And there were a lot of gifts left, but there were none left for me. And so I, I did what you probably would expect. I threw a huge tantrum. I laid down and I slammed my fists on the ground and I cried and stomped around and was a really ungrateful little kid at Christmas. Now, kids, don't do that today. When you open your gifts today, yeah, don't throw a tantrum. Just be, be grateful, right? The passage of Scripture we're going to look at this morning 
starts by setting up a, a contrast, a contrast between the former time and the latter time, a, a contrast between a time that came before and a time that is now. And I've, I've got to say that I'm glad my, my tendency to, uh, to tear into my Christmas gifts and not really have any gratitude, that's the former time in my life. And uh, I, I just gave that up last year. As for... Um, <laughs> As for many, as, as the, is the case with many of you parents, I'm sure, the, the latter time, the, the time that I'm in now when it comes to Christmas gifts is the joy that I have in watching my kids open their Christmas gifts and in sharing with others. I'm sure that's the case for, for many of us. And, and yes, also patiently uh, helping them through the moments when when they were younger, maybe they tore through things too fast, or maybe when we didn't go in the order Braden wanted us to go in at Christmas, you know, helping them walk through that. Thankfully, I have to say that the boys take after their mom, and all God's people said, and, and yeah, they have, they have grateful, grateful spirits, at least most of the time. So I want you to look together with me at this passage this morning from Isaiah chapter 9, the passage that sets up this contrast between the former time and the latter time. Beginning at verse one, it says, but there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought them into contempt in the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them light has shined. So I want to start this Christmas message uh, the way that I would start any message uh, after we read the text. I want to start by asking the question, what is the context surrounding this passage? What is happening specifically in the time that Isaiah is speaking, specifically to the people to whom Isaiah is speaking? What is Isaiah talking about? in this passage of scripture. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't require a great deal of interpretation. Isaiah says in, in the former time, things were not great for Israel, but in the latter time, they are different. Isaiah is, is living in and maybe even anticipating better days ahead. And, and in this passage, as was so often the case with the nation of Israel, the condition of the nation was related to who the king was. And so for Isaiah, uh, when, when Isaiah references the former time, he's talking about the rule of King Ahaz when the, the military failed, when the people uh, experienced great loss and were in slavery and oppression. And then in the latter time, what Isaiah refers to as the latter time is the, the rule of King Hezekiah when peace and prosperity came to the nation. And so Isaiah sees this contrast between these two periods of time. And that's why he says what he says in verse two. He says, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. The, the people who were experiencing hopelessness and failure and loss under the rule of King Ahaz, a new king had taken reign, a new era had dawned and the former time had changed to the latter time. I think this contrast is, 
is a contrast that we see often in scripture and also something that we probably come back to in our own lives from time to time. The former time of, of tearing through the Christmas presents as fast as you can and the latter time of sharing with others and, and the joy that comes in giving instead of receiving. Uh, we've all got these former time and latter time moments in our lives, right? Later in, in the book of Isaiah, this same idea is, um, is expanded a little bit to be understood for the nation of Israel as the, the former time being when they were in oppression, when they were in exile, and the latter time being the, the homecoming of the people of Israel. And on this Christmas morning, we remember and celebrate the, the greatest of all shifts from the former time to the latter time. Read with me just a few verses later in this same passage, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want you to remember today that when Isaiah wrote, the shift from the former time to the latter time was associated with a new king. And this shift, the shift we celebrate at Christmas, this shift is also associated with a new king. King Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He was an unexpected king who came in the most unexpected way, who lived an unexpected life, but he is our king nonetheless. And in the former time, before King Jesus, we walked in darkness, but in the latter time, we have seen his light. His light has shone on us. The reality this Christmas is that we continue to live in the tension between the former time and the latter time. We live in the latter time because we live in a world in which Jesus has already lived, a world in which God already came to us. The light has already shined on us but we also live in the former time. There is another shift to come, another shift from the former time to the latter time. In, in this former time, we await the return of our King. This is actually what we've talked about each week during Advent. If you've listened during the, the Advent readings as the candles have been lit, each week we have talked about not only celebrating the first Advent, looking back, which we do a great job of at Christmas, looking back and remembering, but we've also talked about the anticipation, the looking forward, the latter time that is coming when King Jesus returns and fully establishes the reign of his kingdom here on earth. And that day we await, that Advent, we await with great anticipation. A week from today, a new year begins. 
And one of the, one of the things that we do culturally really well uh, during this time is we, we evaluate. As the calendar turns, we evaluate. We ask ourselves a lot of questions. How's the, is it time to rebalance the portfolio? Does the, does the waistline need a little work, maybe a little less sugar, a little more exercise? Um, I'm looking in the mirror, you know. Uh, um, is there a, a new hobby that you want to pick up or a new, uh, an old habit that you need to let go of? I think it's good for us to evaluate and to, to ask ourselves these questions. As you do that this week, I wanna encourage you to add a question to your evaluation process, just a, a very simple little question. Who is your king? I want you to look just quickly with me, if you would, at the, the first part of that verse again, Isaiah 9, 6. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. So when you think about authority in your life, upon whose shoulders does it ultimately rest? Who do you allow to have the say, to have the, the final authority in your life over you? You know, there's, there's many different people who have different um, levels, different types of authority in all different aspects of my life. But as I wrestled with this passage this week, the question I was asking myself was about ultimate authority. It, it's a question about kingship, about dominion and sovereignty. And I can confess to you today that I, I see that my own struggle, my own tendency is just to try to take authority on my own shoulders. I often just wanna be the king of my own life. The problem is, as all my family and all the people who work with me and probably all of you could tell me, <laughs> I'm not really cut out to be a king. My shoulders aren't made for it. And at the risk of, of being a downer on Christmas Day, yours aren't either. You aren't cut out to be the king of your life either. And so, so this Christmas, who is your king? On whose shoulders are you placing authority in your life. Would you pray with me? God, we're grateful today for your coming, for your dwelling among us, for your meeting here with your people. What a gift it is to gather with the body of Christ at Christmas. And Lord, as we, uh, as we do so well at Christmas, we, we celebrate and we thank you for the first advent, for the coming of, of King Jesus, even as a baby, even in a manger, even in all the unexpected ways. We thank you and we celebrate today 
the coming of King Jesus. And God, we today also anticipate the return of King Jesus. And until then, would you help us let go of authority? Would you help us open our hands and recognize that our shoulders aren't cut out for kingship? Lord, my prayer for these dear friends is that for every one of us in 2023, you would be king in my heart, in my family, in our home, in our church, in our community, God, would you be king, we pray. It is the place you belong. It is the place you deserve. And we pray in any of those moments that we try to wrestle authority away from you, you'll gently remind us that you are the king. And you are a good and trustworthy king. And we thank you and we love you today. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thank you for listening. For more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com.